We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What kind of mythical powers does a Sun Devil have? We gotta consider that. It's embarrassing, but we are who we are. We're not a very good team, but we're three and one somehow. And we got all the voters fooled, thinking we're pretty good. Jaworski Lane at 275 pounds showed a heck of a lot of athletic ability. All right, let's talk some college football. John, uh, we got another big week ahead of us here. Uh, you know, I, I I would love to open this by talking about the Wisconsin Badgers. I just at this point just really can't anymore with this team. Um, but luckily, you know, I, I've I've adopted your Georgia Bulldogs as my secondary team solely because of you. Um, and that team is really good. The, the Georgia Bulldogs, I'll say it, they're the best team in the country. They are. It feels good uh, after years and years and years uh, of uh, you know not uh be, being that and and you know getting crushed by alabama and all these key spots they're not even gonna have to worry about alabama anymore this is it things are things are going well in in uh in the st- great state of georgia in the peach state as far as their flagship program is concerned they're going up to kentucky this weekend to, to play a team that uh just lost to vanderbilt the first sec team to face vanderbilt and lose in 26 games so Lord. it's been a minute uh, for, since Vandy got in the win column in, in conference play and, and uh, Kentucky, who I think a lot of people thought were the dark horse team in the East this year, um, fallen way short of expectations. I, I've, I've actually been pretty shocked by, by how things have gone for Kentucky so far this year. Um, but, you know, I, I think the way the playoff picture is setting up, you know, I think TCU kind of had one of its bigger uh, final appearances this this past weekend and going going to Austin beating Texas uh, covering that one easily of course they went in there as underdogs TCU looks like that they pretty much have it all out in front of them which of course makes you nervous that they are going to screw it up because Sonny Dykes has traditionally struggled late in the season they got a game against Baylor this weekend you know Baylor has basically lost everything it had to play for um, so they're they're kind of like that proverbial like dangerous um, you know, Wooded dog animal. in this fight. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, it's been caged up, ready to unleash potentially. So frogs need to be careful there. And then, of course, two weekends from now, we get the game. Um, I, and I think, you know, some people are, are putting out pretty reasonable takes as to why, regardless of who wins that game, 
uh, they should both deserve a spot in the in the playoff. We'll have to see what happens. I think TCU kind of uh, holds holds a key on that one. I think USC holds a key on that one. Uh, and you know, if Tennessee continues to look impressive, then I think that they, that they will have a case as well. But um, excited for for the game, of course. We'll, we'll get into that one more fully um, next week. And and uh, yes, to your to your point on Wisconsin, I watched them uh, for you know about three quarters against Iowa and. It was funny because you know I'm I'm in Madison at, at well I'm trying to I'm trying to trying to lighten it up but uh, basically the way that the morning slate plays out where where Illinois loses everyone all the chatter of course is Wisconsin holds their own destiny and oh you're it, you're telling me I the, the group chats were on fire for a little bit there a hundred percent Ben Mertz throws that pick six to uh, to DeGene. And uh, that, that goes out the window. But my counterpoint, my spin zone to you is, did you want to control your own destiny? Do you like I think no. that whoever comes out of the West this year is going it's not going to be pretty what happens in Indianapolis. So you just spare. No. It's been a bad season to like top it off by getting embarrassed by a second for a second time against Ohio State or, or getting pushed around by Michigan. Let someone else yeah. do that. Exactly. We've, we already played Ohio State. I, I don't want to see Graham, baby Nathan Peterman, uh, Mertz have to go up against that defense again. Yeah, you, you're right. In some ways, it was kind of a relief to just know that it's officially over. It's officially, officially over. It's the same relief that I get every year when the Jags are, are officially eliminated from playoff contention. Like, I'm no longer running the numbers. I'm no longer looking at like, well, if this team loses, maybe uh, it's, it's just it's a, a sense of relief that washes over you. Yep, I, I, I believe it, man. So, I mean, just rinse this year off. We'll, we'll get back to it next year. You still can have Br- Braylon Allen back. Uh, things will be better next year. You get Jim Leonard, hopefully, you know, with like a you know, full off season and everything. Uh, the, the Badgers aren't, aren't a program that, that, that stays down long, but um, definitely uh, a, an underwhelming season to, to say the least uh, in Madison. But, but looking ahead to, to this week, this is traditionally the week that the SEC just kind of takes off and vacations against FCS teams for yep. the most part, so that there aren't like a ton of juicy matchups in the SEC. Um, but of those games, um, I do like Vanderbilt to cover 14 and a half at home against Florida. I think Florida is frankly not all that good. And I think that Vanderbilt can hang by slightly, uh, you know, right around two touchdowns. So give me that. Um, I feel terrible about give, handing out Maryland losers every week, but I'm going back to the well. I think they cover four touchdowns against Ohio State. I like UTSA minus 13 and a half at Rice. Um, UTSA easily, I think, the, the best team in Conference USA, really. Um, had some, you know, speaking of Conference USA, had a little bit of intrigue on Western Kentucky plus six and a half at Auburn, but I think Auburn. You know, with our guy Cadillac Williams. Yeah, you're not betting against Cadillac. No, I, I simply cannot. Like, no, no matter how cutesy I like to get with some of my college football crap, I couldn't go that far. Not against Cadillac. Um, I like UCLA to cover two and a half against USC, and I would consider a sprinkle on the money line for that mm-hmm. one. Rose Bowl is going to be sold out for that one. And I think the defenses are bad enough in Michigan State versus Indiana to where I think we go over. 46 points in that game. Okay. I love it. I love it all, John. Um, yeah, I, I saw you had a note on Harold Perkins, who, my goodness, uh, <laughs> what are we looking at here? I mean, so I, I said this uh, I, on the, I, I go on a radio show in Ruston, Louisiana, every Tuesday. 
we started the segment yesterday talking about Harold Perkins. And I basically broke it down like this. What we're seeing from Harold Perkins is the linebacker equivalent of what Derek Stingley did as a true freshman at LSU, where it's like sure. it basically doesn't matter how these next two years go. Uh, what he's done this year is enough to where a team will take him in the first round. Yeah, I, I you know, I, I get there. There's never really been that discussion in college football like there has in basketball of like, you know, let these guys come straight out of high school, you know, one and done all that. Like, has there really you're in the weeds on this more than I am. Like, are there people behind the scenes saying like this dude is this good right now? He should be able to capitalize that and, and go make real money in the NFL. Or is the debate still, you know, you got to develop physically all that. Like, where do people stand on that? Because watching Harold Perkins this past weekend, I'm like, this guy would start for some NFL teams. No, he, he totally would. I, I don't think that the discourse is quite to the point of like a, a one and done in college football, but you know, guys like Perkins are just so rare, um, essentially to where like that, that's not going to really be the, the point, I, I guess, you know, the, the monetary thing, being able to, to, you know, capitalize at an NFL level, as opposed to, you know, getting a cool, like mayonnaise sponsorship or, or whatever. Um, you know, that there's something to be some something to be said for that. But, um, you, you know, I, I'd be surprised if, if like Harold Perkins did the double opt out, like Jamar Chase, it made sense a couple yeah. of years ago. Like don't mess with the COVID year. Like just go ahead and, you know, you, you, you stamped your ticket already after, after two years, but, um, that, uh, and Michael Parsons kind of did, did something similar as well, but we're, we're not quite there there yet, but you know, Perkins is making us have, have this discussion. So there, yeah. there's something to be said for that. All right, before we head out, Heisman odds. C.J. Stroud, the favorite. I know you're holding a, a Hendon Hooker ticket. He's at 3-1. to one. Blake Corum in the mix. Bo Nix in the mix. This has been a, a very strange Heisman race, and I, I just I, I can't help but get the feeling that C.J. Stroud is going to kind of just back his way into this, and, and nobody's going to feel great about it. Yeah, I mean, it, it, there, he's, gonna, he's the only one that really is playing for a team – that is a slam dunk to, to make the playoff at this point. Like yep. Hooker's going to need some stuff that, that's out of his control uh, to make it happen. And, you know, but Blake Corum is, is certainly, you know, kind of like sitting in that mix as well. And then interestingly, uh, Drake May is, has entered the chat. Um, he's, uh, I think some people have said that he's just straight up the best quarterback in college football as far as pro prospects are concerned and, and sneakily, you know, UNC is nine and one with it with with their one loss coming against a Notre Dame team that has definitely woken up here in the, in the second half of the season. So, if he beats Clemson in the ACC championship game and and looks great doing it, um, we could have ourselves a pretty interesting end to this race. But it, it has been weird to this point, and, and no one has really like truly seized it just yet, which which you know keeps it keeps it somewhat interesting. And I would be uh, incredibly bummed. If uh, if CJ Stroud just kind of gets it because his team was yeah. was a little bit better than Tennessee, it does feel like it's heading that way. But we'll see. I mean, it, I, I, hopefully Michigan can could put up a fight like last year, and and that that would certainly change things. Uh, which it, it you know I feel like we've just been waiting for that trip up from CJ Stroud. Like all the other main main contenders have kind of had that, and he hasn't really had to weather that quite yet. But uh, looking forward to college football again this weekend. Of course, looking forward to Week Eleven in the NFL. We will check in on all of our bets around this time next week. John, great time chatting with you as always, man. Likewise, sir.